Blog Talk Radio. Just talking with Om Prakash Gilmore. This is Just Talking. Getting your chance to hear the voices that we don't usually hear on corporate media. Hearing your voice reflected back to you and thoughts and ideas to change your life and your community. Just Talking. It's Reverend Dr. Owen Prakash Gilmore. Everybody, we'd like to welcome you on this beautiful night for Just Talking. Welcome to Just Talking. We are going to read you a short story for your enjoyment and then open up the phones for you to call in. If you are a night owl and want to shoot the shit, let's hang out from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. or longer Thursday mornings. The call-in number is 516-453-9475. I look forward to hearing from you. And so here we go again, and we begin with our story tonight. If you're going to call in, please wait until we're finished with the story. This time we're going to only read one story. Last time we read a story plus a couple of entries from the book written by Om Prakash Gilmore. The Seeker's Journal. But we won't do that tonight. Last time someone called in, they got discouraged and they ended up hanging up. This is okay. It wasn't at the designated time like it is now. And um, if we don't have a call in soon after we're finished reading, we're going to call it a night because unfortunately, we are no longer night owls. We're going back to work at least part-time in order to raise the money to continue to do these radio shows. But if you would like to help with that and make this show viable, please go to our website where you'll find a donation button and you can become a patron. You can find a link for that website, www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com in our description box. Or right below, you will find a little link that says donation page where you can go and become a patron. Better yet, you can join our co-op 50-50 and begin to help other people as well as help yourself and your family as we begin to raise money as a cooperative community that will help us live through these trying times. And so we begin with the story, A Vampire Story, by Owen Prakash Gilmore, 
And you can find that story at local.media. Where you can find many other stories by own Prakash Gilmore. Pass the link around. Spread it to your friends. Let more people read it. And perhaps someday it will be monetized so that we can continue to write these stories to all the things that we do. All the things that we offer are free. But could be done much better if you would help us monetize them. So a vampire story continued for my own precaution. Your moral. It's not been so long since I wrote about the lifestyles of the rich and powerful vampires. I thought I had escaped them, but they followed me through Scandinavia, through the Baltics, through Russia, and all parts of Asia, all around the world. I look and see them. They are watching all the time. They are waiting for me to slip up and to do something that would justify a slow paying for death at their hands or even worse, an eternal life as a vampire. I would have to feed on others to live. I would have to commit terrible atrocities and victimize the weak and unintelligent to prosper. I would be part of a family that showed no mercy, that had no kindness or gentle human love for their own family members, let alone the world. That would be unbearable. But what about the life I was living now? I had a life of pain and fortune. The money was still rolling in. My pen name was famous. But now there was no face behind it because I dare not show my face in public again. What have I done with my life? As she sits right there across the cafe. The coffee shop is bustling with servers, tourists, locals, and people doing work on their laptops and smartphones. To me, it is just another coffee shop. I've moved so many places, it's hard to even remember what city I'm in. I think I'm somewhere outside of Montreal, but don't remember the name of the city. She sits watching pretending as though she doesn't see me while hinting purposely every so often that she does. Those are the type of mind games they often play. The fact that it is her is the most painful part. She was my friend and traveling companion. We wanted to bring out the shadowy, shady occurrences happening all around us. We had met them, the night people, the vampires. We wanted to let the world know about them. We began to write books and news stories about them, disguising their identities so no one would know who they were. But some became angry and were not satisfied even with that. They didn't trust us. They persecuted Brenda. They killed her dog and drained it of all of its blood and did horrible things to her to get her to become one of them for insurance. She made the mistake of joining them, thinking she could make changes from the inside. When I found that out, I got out of there as fast as I could. 
knowing that she would probably come after me as soon as she got turned. She didn't. She waited. They began to harass me. I think it was actually her. She was my best friend. She was more than a lover. We never became that, so we wouldn't ruin a deep friendship that had developed over so many years. My heart was just broken because she was not only turned by them, she turned on me, and the betrayal was just unbearable. I looked up from the table. She wasn't there anymore, having disappeared in a puff of smoke as usual. I looked around at all the tables sitting out on the sidewalk in front to make sure the wait person came by. And I ordered another cappuccino. I leaned back and took a sip. It was good. During the last three years, I had learned to enjoy the small things in life. Sun, rain, the taste of a good cup of coffee. I had and had a romantic life, though, knowing that anyone I got involved with would become a target and could possibly be killed. So I walk alone. I don't have any attachments, no connections with my family anymore. I lost that when I started chasing vampire stories around and writing about them. I guess my obsession drove everyone away. They don't know how lucky they were. That's probably all that kept them safe. So here I am. Me, my laptop, and my coffee sitting in the middle of a crowded but beautiful city. Watching the world go by. A blonde walks over to the table. A cup of cappuccino in her hand. Do you mind if I share your table? I looked around. There are plenty of open tables. She must be one of them. She looks very familiar, but I can't place her. I frowned and say, sure, have a seat. You don't recognize me anymore, she asked. I look up. She is the one. She is the crazy woman I met on the plane when I decided to run from all that I knew into the wilderness of Denmark or Norway. I've moved so much since then I can't remember. I just look at her. She was the one who said she sponsored me, more like she owned me. I'm glad you're still okay. I have many promises from the family that you won't be touched. I'm enjoying your stories, too. They seem to have a very deep touch of emotion buried in them that you didn't have before. You're becoming a great writer. It seems the more persecuted you are, the better. It's like squeezing the juice out of a berry. I'm almost suicidal, I said, surprisingly, even to myself. Nothing else came out. We noticed. That's why I came to visit. I'm here to keep your spirits up. What should we do together? I frowned. She crossed her legs and took a sip of her coffee. This is Good, she said. I see why you humans like it so much. What do you want, to play chess or something? I asked flatly. No, no, I just want to hang out. What do you want to do? Well, I haven't been with a woman for three years, but I guess that's out of the question. 
Not necessarily, but I would have to bite you afterwards. I'm not very good at one-night stands. I have to own what I borrow. I don't want to go that far with it. That's too bad. I already own you. We might as well go for the, how do you say it, full Monty? I don't say that. I sense anger and resentment from you. What do you expect? We are the superior species, and you are what we need, or at least what we prefer in order to survive. It's the same with every other form of life on Earth. I see no reason for you to be so angry about that. If you're angry, don't be angry at me. Be angry at nature or God or whatever you call it. I shift my head. She sipped her coffee. Grow up, will you? I'm trying to be nice, but I can be otherwise. I guess I'll have to sleep with you then. That's out of the question, she quickly says. You have to stay creative. You wouldn't be creative anymore if I bit you. That's why we're in this situation, remember? A lot of people would like to turn you, but it would ruin your creativity. So we have to think of something else. How about bowling? I always wanted to do that again. I used to be bowling. I'm writing now, but if you'll come back later, I'm sure we'll find a bowling alley somewhere. Just meet me at my hotel room. I'm sure you know where it is. Her eyes narrowed. If you were trying to trick me into coming to your motel room for some underhanded reason, I promise you that you will be very sorry. You go from happy to angry a little too fast for that, I said. I think you're just a little out there. So those reasons you're talking about are never going to happen. Good. We're on the same page then? Yes. Tonight at eight, I frowned. What, am I that bad? Eight, I said. She grinned and leaned closer. Good. She stood and walked away. The wait person came over and picked up her cup. Was she a movie star or something? Yes. I've never seen anyone so adoring, beautiful. Yes, I wasn't going to say it, but she's a bitch, I said. Oh, he grinned. Must be your ex. Only I could get rid of her as easy as a divorce. I looked across the room. Old Brenda was there again, sitting and watching. See that woman over there? I pointed. That's one of her friends. She's actually stalking me to make sure I don't do anything wrong. The weak person shook his head. Man, you got it bad. They're in something called the family. The mafia, you really got it bad. Did you try the police or the FBI? Do you know what they would do? He just stood there. Anyway, it's not your problem. You better keep moving. But they may think I'm your friend and go after you. He got out of there fast. I closed my laptop, picked up my coffee, and walked over to Brenda's table. She looked a little surprised. I took a seat without asking. So you are looking rather new, I said. I never noticed the highlights in your hair that catch your eyes. I have been blind. A line from Lady in Red, your favorite song, she said. I remember, she leaned back. I remember a lot. She ran her fingers through her hair. It was a brown tangled mop with thick curls covering a childlike face. 
a childlike face with old eyes. She smiled. Thought you were scared of me, Dad. Scared I would turn you. You know I would never do that, don't you? Unless you wanted me to. This vamp thing is not like an addiction, you know, and I can tap many sources. You'd be surprised at the amount of young people who want to get turned. The old eternal life crap and all of that. Not surprising. I really have missed you. I sighed. Sounds like you have. I've been following you for the last three years. And when I mean following you, I've been following you and making sure you're safe. The leader of your lineage has ordered me to. So it's not that you care. Oh, come on, you know me better than that. Do I? Do I really know you anymore? I'm the same person I've always been, except for the superior natural powers and all of that. Now I'm an insider. You have the opportunity of working with an insider now. That should make things more interesting. I can see that. Do you know how to date with that woman tonight to go bowling? The one? Yes, she wants to go bowling with me. Can you believe it? I find that. Hold on. She wants something. You don't think she wants you? You know. No, she's sort of dead, if you know what I mean. I'm sort of dead, too, and I function very well. I look her up and down. I bet you do. Oh, don't start that. I just wonder what she's up to. I wonder what you're up to. Are you planning to kill me or something? No, no, no. Just to warn you about when you were crossing a line and maybe beat you up a little bit if you kept going. Last resort. A blood infusion. I can hardly imagine you biting me like that. Yet again with your new look. That might be a little exciting. She grinned. So how does it feel to be going bowling with a goddess, she asked. I don't know. There's something just too good-looking about her, like some kind of magic. Everybody notices it. I don't know about hanging out with someone who everybody notices and who would go crazy and, like, snap people's necks or whatever without a second thought. How would I explain that? It would make a good story for your book now, wouldn't it? And you're not writing anymore? I haven't given up. I'll drop you some pieces every so often. We can continue our co-writing if you'd like. Okay. I look at my watch. I better get home. It's a little late. I better get ready for my meeting tonight. So it has changed from a date to a meeting already, has it? I shrugged. I don't even know her name. You will by tomorrow, Brenda said. At the apartment. I opened the door not knowing what to expect. Ms. Glamour actually looking me on the roof. It looked like she was trying to downplay her glamour or whatever it was that made her look so beautiful. She looked a little like Marilyn Monroe dressed as a secretary in glasses and no makeup, like in one of her movies. Come on in, I said. She walked in. She still had the arrogant walk, but it looked good on her. She wore just plain white pants. Let me read that line over again. She wore just 
a plain white cardigan sweater, a white blouse, and black pants. Her shoes were flat with barely any heels. She looked kind of good, like a normal person. Would you like a drink before we go? Yes, I'll have a drink, she said. What do you have? She began to walk around the little motel room looking. Very humble, she turned to me. I'm sure you can't afford more. You're still getting your royalties, aren't you? There was actually a look of concern on her face. That surprised me. Yes, but I was trying to hide, and you know the big hotel rooms are just window dressing. I went to the fridge and poured out a Heineken. Do you drink beer? Sure, I'll have one. The room had double beds. She sat on the corner of one. I noticed she had no reflection as she passed the mirror and sat in front of it. She looked at me, noticing me, noticing, and smiled. I opened the beer for her and handed it to her. I sat in the chair adjacent to the bed and opened my own. You've got to admit, I said, this is unexpected. Just think of the story I can get out of this. This is off the record, she said. This is a let-your-hair-down experience for me, and I don't want everyone to know about it. Of course, as you wish. Now, that's what I'm used to hearing. She took a swig of her beer. She looked at the TV. Look at how thick that thing is. It's really old, isn't it? Yes. It doesn't work. I'm thinking of moving out tomorrow, if not to a fancy hotel, to one that at least functions. I took another swig of my beer. So do you go bowling often? Not for a long time. This should be fun, she smiled. I noticed a different look. Yes, no makeup dressed down. I don't want to draw any attention to myself. We may have to be careful around mirrors. I looked at it. No reflection. Oh, I have learned how to work around mirrors. It's amazing how you can go without makeup and not look like a dead person, I said. Well, considering that I'm not a dead person, I don't understand why it's that hard. She swigged her beer. Oh, I didn't mean that. I mean that people with your complexion usually look very pale without any makeup. Not that you were like the walking dead. Well, I am not the walking dead, and everyone can not have a complexion like yours, like boot polish. My jaw dropped. She smiled. See how it feels? I'm sorry. You're kind of mean, aren't you? A mean girl type. You better believe it. Why? I am what? Why are you sort of angry every moment of your life? You would think that you would be happy. You have everything in the world. You have unlimited resources. You look somewhat decent. And you have just about eternal life. I am way beyond somewhat decent. Let's not pretend. Shall we? You know that. And that's why I'm the way I am. People look at me and they don't see me. They can see some type of goddess they want to conquer and lay with. Wouldn't that disturb you? I can't say it would. Of course. Just like a shallow man. I'm just joking. I understand. I'm sorry. 
I just never experienced it and never expected that you would have feelings like that. You're kind of, don't you say I'm dead again or you will be dead soon. We are not walking dead. We are just a different species. I would argue an advanced species. Only when it comes to being more modest than us and more loving and kind. You have transcended all of our negative. Oh, shut up. You're just trying to get out of this date. And the only way you would do that is feet first. You understand me? I will sign it. She stood. Did you think I'm playing with you? Of course not. But you can be sure I'm playing with you. And I'm not finished yet. I finished my beer and stood up too. She just glared at me. Are you ready? You never told me your name. Call me whatever you want to call me. Promosa. That's what I would call you. Whatever. She swallowed the bottom of her beer and set the bottle on the dresser. Let's go. We headed for the door. When we reached it, she just stopped and stood there. She turned to me. Aren't you going to open the door for me? What's wrong with your arms? We're on a date. At least you can pretend to have manners. I reached around her and opened the door. You must really be old because we don't do that anymore. It has been a long time since I've been on a date. I don't care what has changed. I want to be treated like a woman of my stature. She walked out in front of me. I checked my pocket a few times to be sure I had my key card and walked out. As I made sure the door was locked, I looked over my shoulder. She was just glaring at me and trying to hide it. She was serious. I turned around. I will treat you the way you deserve to be treated, I said. I'm sorry. Good. You think a person who wanted to get lucky would know how to treat a woman on a first date? I agree, especially since wanting to get lucky means still being alive. She began to smile. Now that was funny. When the Uber comes, I'll open the door for you, I said. And Uber, Jesus, you're a cheap one at your brand of car. I don't want to leave a trail. We already know where you are. You have a cell phone. We have eyes. We have Brenda following you everywhere. What else do we need to follow you? A Toyota Camry approach. I think that's us. That's you, she said, waving him over. I opened the rear door and let her slide in. She slid all the way to the other side. And I got in. Bolarama, I said. We made it there without incident. Believe it or not, I had a great time with old Hermosa, vampire queen, when she loosened her sphincter. I was hoping to get lucky, in other words, not to be dead or sucked dry by the time the evening was over. As we left the bowling alley, she turned to me. She smiled genuinely. I'm glad you had a good time. So did I. A really good time, I said. So did I. It's been a long time. You really kicked my ass in bowling, though. Jesus, I thought you were a pro. A little thing I learned when I was very young. I used to be good. Used to be. You were great. Our eyes met. There was an awkward moment of silence. I heard that you talked with Brenda today, she said, leaning back into her seat. After I left, is that true? Yes, it was good to connect again. Well, don't do it again. It's not convenient. What do you mean? 
I don't want you to have any type of relationship with her. She's in my family, and she belongs to me, just like you belong to me. I don't want you two fooling around with each other. She's your watcher. Do you understand? No. First of all, we didn't fool around with each other in the way you're saying. And secondly, why should you care? It's not any of your business, is it? There are certain customs and politics involved, first of all, and you belong to me. You're going to father my child. What? You are going to be the father of my child, I've decided. And you felt that it was okay for you to make such a decision on your own, did you? I didn't even know you could have children. I noticed the Uber driver trying to ignore our conversation. She turned the radio up a little bit. Yes, all of us born vampires can. I'm the top of my line, and you have been chosen as the father of my firstborn. It's a great honor. Not for me. I don't want anything to do with your family. Not that much anyway. That would link me to you forever. Writing about you is fine, but I don't want to hang out with you folks. Is what I'm offering you so bad? Am I that bad? Yes. She put a hand on my thigh. We don't all get what we want. I like you and your writing. I always have. I think you have a very creative gene. It's my duty now to have a child to bring new blood into the family and your duty to either father it or die. Which do you choose? She squeezed my thigh until it hurt a little. Hey, stop, Hermosa. You're going to have to bully me. This was a good night. And it will be. I don't have to bully you. You're right. She looked me in the eye and said, You will do what I say, flatly. Okay, I'll do whatever you say. I found myself saying and was convinced that it was my own decision. I couldn't help myself. I was amazed. I had seen them do it to others, but never expected that such a thing would be done to me. She put the whammy on me, and I couldn't do anything about it. I was saying yes, but somewhere inside, I was shouting no. And that is the end of the story. Tonight, if you want to find out more about the history of these two folks, you can find that in The Vampire Story 1. And The Vampire Story 1 is also published on vocalmedia.com. And so thanks for being with us, folks. We hope you will find this story excellent. It's a story that's full of humor and I hope full of exciting characters. And I hope that your life is as full of beauty and as full as exciting characters as any story. You know why? 
Because when we look at our life in ways, it is nothing but a great story. My question is, how's your story turning out? Are you going to have one of the stories where you're laying your deathbed and repenting about the things that you should have done? Looking back at your life, seeing where you have blown it before, or are you going to look back with joy, saying, I live my life fully, saying I helped others wherever I could, saying that somehow I connected with the God giving beauty in this universe and lived a wonderful awakened life which will happen to you. If you want to keep us on the air, just go to vocal.media and read some of our stories. Pass them on so we can be monetized and make a little money. It won't cost you a thing and will help us build the community that we want, the community that you want. Call in and make it a night to remember. This is a fun time for us all. Please answer the following questions. 1. Do you want or need more money than you have right now? 2. Do you know two or more people in your network who want or need more money than they have right now? 3. Do you have $75 or more to get started with your own crowdfunding system right now? If you've answered yes to all three hit the link in the description section, watch the short video, and become part of our cooperative crowdfunding system. Please visit our website where you can make a donation to our crowdfund. Better yet, join Co-op 50-50 where you can begin to raise the funds that will allow you to help yourself and others. And so we move on tonight, this morning. It was good to be with you again, folks. And so we are going to sign off, hoping you will have a wonderful, beautiful day and reminding you to stay safe. Namaste, everyone. Just talking with Om Prakash Gilmore. This is Just Talking, getting your chance to hear the voices that we don't usually hear on corporate media. Hearing your voice reflected back to you and thoughts and ideas to change your life and your community. Just Talking with Reverend Dr. Om Prakash Gilmore.